Listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. This week, I'm with a really good friend of mine, Mr. Kevin Kittredge, who many might know from uh, Comic-Con or Gallifrey as a uh, awesome fifth Doctor cosplayer. Kevin, welcome. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. So, Kevin, i like to start at the beginning. Uh, how'd you get into costuming? What, what attracted you? I think probably when I first started, because uh, I started, because I was a Doctor Who fan, and I figured it out today on my way over here. I think I was like 11 when I first really started getting into Doctor Who, and I, uh, the fifth Doctor was my favorite because I thought he was the nicest, and I thought maybe, <laughs> maybe I looked like him a little bit, which helped uh, with the liking. And you know, I just, I just wanted to be the Doctor. I wanted to be Doctor Who. So, I, and I made a, you know, I made a TARDIS in my room, and and uh, <laughs> you mean the box of the console? Um, the, the console. I had, uh, you know, tore apart some telephone parts and any buttons that I could find in the garage. I would just tack onto a table and when i actually met my my very good friend jake wolverton for the first time uh my friend brought him over and they just opened the door and i was there actually in time uh, at the time i was wearing my fourth doctor costume and uh i was on my own just working on the tardis console and i'm surprised (laughs) i'm surprised they didn't just turn around and leave as if they had seen me doing something more Mm -hmm. embarrassing embarrassing but uh no and uh so I mean, I've always wanted to be the Doctor. I've always been a huge Doctor Who fan. So anytime that an event like Comic-Con or, or Gallifrey comes about where, where uh, I, can, I can live that out as much as possible, I think, it's, I think it's a lot of fun. So you said you had a fourth Doctor costume. Uh, what went into that as a kid? Well, it's my friend, uh, my friend Chad Westerland. His, um, his mom had knitted him one of those full 14-foot-long scarves. Is, is it 14? <laughs> Depends on what season you're talking about, but for you it was 14. It was 14, and um, and I rummaging through my mom and dad's closet, I found a, a brown jacket that worked, and I was like, "This is it, I'm the doctor." And I would, I took that stupid scarf with me everywhere. I would bring it to grandma and grandpa's. I would go to the store with it, and I think some some uh, wear and tear had happened to it, where I was like, "Okay, this is a really good scarf, and it's not even mine." Um, so I should probably get this back to Chad. So, uh, did you, did you get a lot of strange reactions from people when you would wear that? Uh, I think I did. I absolutely did. I remember my, I was at my friend Ryan Plonsky's and I was in back in their backyard, uh, while they were eating, they were having dinner. So I was just out hanging out in the back and, uh, (laughs) Ryan told me, he said, my dad thinks that you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and actually when I, uh, my next door neighbor, Jake Wolverton, his mom had seen me run around on my own with mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters costumes I had made out of a, out of a cardboard poster tube. And again, some fo- like a phone cord and all this stuff I had, I had, and a flashlight at the end of the tube. Sure. Sure. So she, uh, she again had gone to Jake and said, I think that guy's a little crazy. Uh, just enthusiastic. I'm not saying they're wrong either. I'm just saying. So it sounds to me like uh, you know Halloween was probably big with you, and, and you were always big into creating your own costumes. Yeah, I, as much as I could. I mean, I was the only one. Uh, Ryan, actually, the Polanskis had worked out where you could put a backpack under a cardboard box and paint it black, and it looked just like a proton pack. Nice. As far as we were concerned, but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, so that year all three of us were Ghostbusters. It was great. Well, it, it was the big thing. I had a, I had a friend named uh, Andy Cryer I went to elementary with, and uh, he had had some Ghostbusters costumes made that I think his mom helped him with. And I remember being so jealous of those costumes, those jumpsuits. I'm like, oh, I want one of those. Yeah, because the Plonskys, their dad was a, uh, worked uh, 
I think he did some like some painting on the side. So he had like, had like a jumpsuit for the kids. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so do you remember uh, what your first costume ever was? I think if it wasn't the fourth Doctor costume, the Ghostbusters costume, which was probably probably when I was about ten, so that might have that might have uh, preceded it a little bit. But I do remember there was in my closet, and I, I didn't I didn't stock my closet. All I knew was there was clothes there, and mom and dad put them there. And there was a sweater that was exactly like the Fifth Doctor's, with three small differences. It was short sleeve um, around the show around the. Uh, the, uh, around the waist and around the sleeves, uh, it had the piping, mm-hmm. and the orange was more, the brown was more orange, mm-hmm. but it was exactly like the Fifth Doctor's uh, cricket sweater. So I wore that, and I had a tan jacket, and that was that was around the same time. Probably the Ghostbusters was the first one. Okay, we'll go with Ghostbusters then, four and five. But, it's uh, all a haze. It's all a nerdy haze. <laughs> So let's go through, you know, uh, up from childhood. And uh, did, were you still wearing costumes as a teenager for anything, or did, um, did you take a break from it like some people did? I think I, I did take a break from it. I, uh, with the exception, somebody somewhere I found a perfect Seventh Doctor hat, <laughs> and I wore that until the day that uh, I was at school. I was at a school dance mm-hmm. and a. A thug, a bully, <laughs> put me in a headlock and took it and hit it, and I could never find it, and I was so mad. <laughs> I mean, you can you can punch me, you can kick me, you can throw me to the ground, but take my hat? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. That's Old West rules right there. You don't mess with a nerd's hat. That's that's true, of course. This just illustrates uh, uh, the the status it was to be a Doctor Who fan back then. You weren't respected. Man, I was going to bring that up because I'm going to play old man Kittredge here. The kids today uh-huh. have no idea what it was like for a 13-year-old kid back then. Because today it's the thing. You go to the store, look at that, Doctor Who toys all over. It is not the same. So I accept your thanks, children of America, for paving the way, <laughs> along with Bob Mitch and many others. Along with all the old guard of fan who Absolutely. Uh, watched in the 70s and 80s and had to weather the, the wilderness years of the 90s. Well, you know, hey, in a way, it's, it's great for people to be invited in the fold. And let's face it, I mean, I remember some cool costumes in the 80s uh, and 90s and conventions. And I remember seeing... Um, in 93, oh, like a, a sixth doctor and a seventh doctor with the Day Paul sweater and this great, um, there was a girl doing a fourth doctor, but with this great coat. It looked really, you know, like English and had that right level of, of kind of worn in quality. And I was, I was so impressed with these costumes. And, uh, but now I feel like, you know, we're just, I don't want to downplay those, but it's just so much more today. You know, it's kind of exploded. It, well, it seems to me, but. Well, even, what was it? Was it 2005, 2004? It was that Gallifrey One convention yes. that, uh, that you and I went to for the first time yes. together. Yes. And we were literally... First of all, how many people were at that one? Probably like... It was like 600 Five then. or 600, yeah. And uh, we were two of the maybe four or five people that Saturday, and it was a Saturday, who were dressed in costume. And that is... You know, like you say, it's exploded. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I I was talking to Vaughn about this uh, a a little while ago, about how, yeah, it was like a handful of us, and then it was slowly growing and doubling and doubling, and now you get to the last couple years, and there's hundreds, hundreds of people in costume, which is fabulous. And I say, keep it going, man. Keep flying the flag. It is good. I will officially say that, yes, it's awesome. But then when I'm one of maybe... 20 11th doctors at uh, at the convention I feel less special so I don't I'm conflicted internally well, that's 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 when you break out another doctor Kevin <laughs> <laughs> I was nine last year that's true that's and I was true. five the year before but I'm gonna be five again this year so prior to when uh, and actually I have to thank you Kevin if it wasn't for you this this whole crazy Doctor Who thing, like the, I mean, look, I would have been doing some of this. I was doing a Tom Baker. I would have probably pursued it to a fair degree. But you're the one. You, my friend, are the one that threw down the gauntlet in early 2007 and said, "Hey, how about we do a, a group of all doctors? Do all ten doctors?" And at first, I'm like, "Can't be done. Can't be done. <laughs> you're insane." 
<laughs> and then you just went, come on. And then, I don't know. It, well, it how, many, how many did you have at the time? Uh, I just had Baker. I just had my Tom Baker. You just had the one costume? I just had the one. So I had to come up with nine other doctors. Okay, so, so you had one Doctor Who costume. And I had... The tenth Doctor costume That's at the right. time. Yeah. So we had two out of ten. Yes. And stupid Kevin Kittredge says, "Let's multiply this by five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. And then the crazy bug hit, and I sat down going, "Well, maybe it is possible." <laughs> and I did my research, and I, I made my budgets, and I, I you, you saw, we got well, we got eight for that first year, and it was the next year we finally had all ten. So uh, we missed Hart and Ellen McGann. They were a little, they were a little tricky for the uh, the first time out. But uh, yes, uh, and I've been upgrading ever since. So I don't know. You could say that you uh, you certainly stoked the flames. I'll say the addiction was always there, but um, you were you were an enabler, Kevin. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm always the guy who says, "Hey, let's do this," but I'm usually full of crap. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I. I I didn't know that. I'm very, I'm very pleased. Yes, yes. So, and then uh, you said we got eight, and then, uh, but then was it next year or, or a couple of years later when, when uh, Scott did the first Doctor? Right for Gallifrey. And yeah. He's great. Oh yeah, I love that first time. I love, I love all of your costumes. That's why I'm so, I'm so excited that you do this stuff. And I, you know, I, I there are so many people online that will rip something for being one or two things off, which I think is just. It's just astounding to me that, that people take that adversarial position where they have to feel that they know more or they're better at, at something as, as fun as costuming, as cosplaying. I just, uh, I just find it very silly. Well, I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's human nature, I think, to want to, wanna, I don't know, put one over someone else. I don't think that's a good part of human nature. No, but, but, I mean, in the past, I've been like... Bob, why are you so concerned about this one shade of color? That is awesome. And then later, <laughs> I see somebody ripping you, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then, and now I can't be mad at you anymore for being so concerned about the shades. Yeah, yeah. Part, part of it is uh, to avoid that if you can. But uh, it's also just, you know, how it goes. It's like, if you can get it better, and it doesn't, you know, cost an arm and a leg... You kind of want to try to do that. What was it? Uh, I, I love the story you always say when I was uh, early on, the first version of the fifth Doctor costume, I was trying to get you shoes um, when I was at the Western costume sale. And you refused at the time to wear leather shoes. You only wanted to wear your canvas shoes. Well, I'm a vegetarian. I try not to exploit the use of animals whenever possible. Of course. It's not, uh, it's not a nerdy side of me. It's just a... It's just a very humble and sad and thinking side of me. Got it. Mitch. Yes, I got it. But uh, I think uh, I think this year, even even this year at, at Comic Con when I was the fifth doctor, I did wear your shoes because I did not have my my ones to offer anymore. So and 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 uh, last year at the convention, this year at Doctor Who convention, I wore the leather jacket as nine because I didn't have a better alternative. Listen, I'm a practical fellow. <laughs> I I try to stick to my ideals, but. Listen, there's no there's no beating that ninth doctor jacket you have. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, f fair is fair. Uh, my my version of the jacket um, is uh, is still in the works. The particular jacket you're referring to is actually our, our good friend Justin's. Oh, that's which, right, Justin's. Yeah. Yes, uh, which is a fabulous jacket. Glad to be part of the uh, the Doctor Pantheon since he did such a fabulous job distressing it. So you had always wanted to be. Now you had done the tenth doctor from a suit you got at a thrift store. I remember. Well, uh, it wasn't a thrift. It was one of those in Hollywood Boulevard. They got those suit stores. Oh, okay. There you go. And I got that like right before, right before, like the paycheck before the convention. And I was really excited because it was like 400 bucks. And it's not, obviously it's not even close to perfect, especially among today's standards. But it's, you know, it's brown and it's got stripes. And uh, I remember being so excited because we both worked uh, at the same place. We both worked at Riot in Santa Monica, which right. they just demolished. I don't know if you heard. Oh, wow. There's a video online. I got to show you. Shane Reed put it together. It's amazing. Crazy. It's really he, wow. he, he put it to taps. It's very sad as the bulldozers bash the place we used to work. It's Time marches on. Okay. But um, so I went, I went to work and I was so excited to show you the costume and, and I put it on. And the 10th Doctor had just, I don't know if he'd just been cast or we just saw some early episodes, but my hair was long. And if you look at the, we should find the picture and we should put it on the page that you post this podcast Absolutely. on Absolutely. because we got that picture in front of the TARDIS that I'm really yeah. happy with. Yeah. But my hair, I wore it intentionally like down, almost like emo, mm -hmm. but it was, and I was trying to get it just like his and I was so way off. I was so ridiculously off from the hair. <laughs> 
But uh, we took a couple of pictures. It was it was very very cool. Those were fun, and of course I cringe on it because that's the, my early baker, which is all mostly kind of cobbled and thrift bought. And I go, oh, oh. <laughs> not even the scarf is right anymore. Even though at the time I was so happy to have it. So uh, you know, again, uh, it's all about you know little improvements and moving on and, and going up. So uh, well, let, let's talk uh, now. Did you had you worn a Doctor Who costume at any Doctor Who convention before Gallifrey? Um. Gosh, I had to have. I know that, oh man, I think I wore Chad's scarf, and I think I have actually some video of this. In, I want to say 87, my friends and I went to uh, the Doctor Who convention in St. Paul. It was the College of St. Catharines, and Sylvester McCoy was appearing. Uh. And I think I was wearing the the brown jacket and, and the scarf. I'm sure I was wearing those. So I wore that. I don't think there was one Doctor Who convention before that where Patrick Troughton and Colin Baker were at, uh-huh. and I don't think I was dressed up. I don't think I was. I think about it. So yes, but it wasn't wasn't on this level. It wasn't very often. Well, it wasn't that often that I went to conventions. To be honest, I went Strange. to those two, and then huh. uh, well, later when my friend Bob Peterson and I, Bob yeah. Peterson uh, in Minnesota, he, we we met. Uh, he intentionally he knew I liked Doctor Who, and so and this is like in fifth grade, and he put. A Doctor Who on his book on his desk. He told me much years later. He put the de- book on his desk, hoping that I would see it and be friends with him. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, so we went to a convention somewhere in Minnesota, and, and it was a very small one. And it was the first time I actually I saw somebody dressed uh, like Rimmer. I had never seen Red Dwarf, oh. and there's this guy running around with an H on his head, and I'm like, I don't I don't understand this. <laughs> um, we weren't dressed in costume, but I I can't remember if it was. I don't think it was. Nicholas Courtney. I think it was. I think it was Benton. Actually, I think it was our buddy. Um, oh, John Levine. Yeah, mm-hmm. he uh, passed us as we were sitting on the grass watching people play, play cricket. Mm. He said, "Excuse me, gentlemen," and we were like, oh, "He called us gentlemen. We're gentlemen." <laughs> we were kids. <laughs> Easily impressed. But that's it. That's like the last convention I went to until we went to that one where Colin. I think it was Colin Baker, right? That year we went to Gallifrey and we were two. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, oh five or oh six. Yeah. And, um, uh, you're right. No, you're right. That was, uh, no, it was a good time. I mean, I'd, I'd been to one or two galleys before that, uh, on my own, but, um. And I don't even know why I didn't, because I was living in North Hollywood, and those conventions were in Van Nuys. I know. Like, ten minutes away. I and know. And I, every year I'd be like, gosh, I don't know, and part of me was afraid of what I'd find there, <laughs> the kind of people that I would find, <laughs> and, uh, even though I'm honestly worse off than anybody that I've met at a convention, but, um. So so, wait a minute. Like my my excuse for not going prior to I think it was oh four was my first uh, galley. Uh, my my excuse for not going before that is honestly I didn't know about it. Can you believe that? I mean that's how much I was sort of disconnected from fandom during the late nineties, early two thousands. I just wasn't. I I got a new video if it came out. I got I remember getting Curse of the Fatal Death. Hmm. And you got that on video? You bought uh, it? Of course. That's awesome. Dude, it was new Doctor Who in some fashion. <laughs> of course I'm going to buy it. And uh, once in a while I would talk about it with like Simon or somebody. But yeah, it was. It had become a distant thing. I'd even fall out, fallen out of the books. And um, I just, you know, and although the internet was around, it wasn't what it is now. Uh, the word of mouth didn't spread as fast. And I feel really bad because you're right. Um, I was certainly... Here in California from 96 on, I could have been going to Gallifrey since 96. And I'm like, what was I doing? Why? Man, I was 10 minutes away. I know. And uh, I think a big part of it is, first of all, I would have been going alone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, secondly, I there is a big part of me, and this is, this is psychiatrist time for you and I, where I know that I should do something and I know it will be fun. But I usually end up just sitting on the couch and watching television. (laughs) (laughs) That's motivation, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I can understand that. I know I would have been going with probably Simon, maybe Justin at the time. But by about 2000, 2001, I would have been been a solo, a Han Solo, as they used to call (laughs) you. You're going to pull a Han Solo, Bob. And uh, I still probably should have gone. I still like shake my head. What, what was I doing? But I honestly, yeah, I just didn't know. I didn't know about it. And uh, right. So, but you knew about Gallifrey very early on. Pretty early on. And every year it would come along, and I'd be like, oh, "Geez, I probably should." Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just imagine. First of all, girls. I didn't have a girlfriend. I could have. I could have met a girl there. 
back then? I don't know, maybe. I only stress this because we do live in a new age where, yes, girls do like <clears throat> Doctor Who. Girls do like science fiction back then. Not saying they weren't around, but they were not as common, at least at the conventions I went to. I would have probably been more likely to meet one at the convention than sitting watching television. Agreed. In my I'll give you that. Room. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, and hey, if anything, at least maybe you could have gotten a smile from Mary Tam or something. Right? There you go. Yes. <laughs> I got one uh, last year from uh, from Joe from uh, Katie Manning. Katie Manning. Oh, she liked me. And uh, I liked li- I liked her liking me. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, when I was 16, that first Who convention I went to was Visions. By the time, see, I went to sci-fi and comic book conventions in the 80s and, and early 90s, but uh, I wasn't going to Doctor Who conventions. I was a bit too young and, you know, I wasn't, uh, v- vaguely, but not super aware of them. So by the time that 93 hits, I'm in full Doctor Who crazy mode, and I put together kind of a Seventh Doctor costume at that time for a whole other project uh, with, yeah, I found the perfect hat with a snap brim and all that cool stuff. And I went to Vision's uh, great convention, and I uh, got to meet uh, Sophie Aldred and Nicola Bryant. Oh, And, yes. oh my gosh, Nicola Bryant, gorgeous. She's gorgeous today. She's gorgeous today. She was gorgeous so then. So 20 years ago, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, and I remember uh, walking down the hall to my room uh, at the hotel in Chicago, and I passed her in the hall, and she waved and smiled at me. <laughs> and I just about tripped over myself. I was like, oh. So that was, uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I took my photo with them, I'm, I thought, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to put my arms around yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That took a lot of courage for a shy 16-year-old kid. But, uh, you know, uh, you did remind me that uh, speaking of Halloween and speaking of the Seventh yeah. Doctor, I did make a Seventh Doctor costume, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, the sweater that you order. I took a damn marker to a brown sweater, <laughs> and I I drew the the green up and downs and all all the red question marks, and I wore it I wore it for Halloween one year. Nice that happened. Nice. <laughs> Kevin acknowledges that happened. That's the new phrase for today. Um, uh, so okay, let's 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 talk Fifth Doctor now. Uh, that was your choice when we were putting the group together. That you're like, I'm I'm picking five. I have, I have dibs on five. Well, he is. I mean, you know, as as David Tevin, Tennant said, he is my doctor. He's absolutely my doctor. I was I was very excited a couple of years ago to meet him, uh, even though it was brief, and uh, get that picture with him. I'm really really happy with that picture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll have to post that as well. I, uh, in the picture, I, I go up to him and I, I said, I think it'd be really funny if I was really excited and you were disgruntled and hated the fact that you had to do this. And he sells it very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I assume, like most Americans our age, that Tom was your first doctor. He was. But, and I liked him very much. So, But why is Davison your doctor? I think I did like his costume probably better. I mean, obviously, Baker's was a bit more outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Striped pants for five aside. But, <laughs> or the uh, celery. Or the celery. And I still, you know what? The celery's part of it. I, I, I always wished that the celery wasn't part of the costume. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things that's it's obviously there to be weird. Yeah. It's like, all right. John Nathan Turner. But I don't know. He was just... Uh, I just, I just really like him. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. So I, I know you, you pegged uh, to do five, and um, we were, we were putting all the costumes together. And my, my first attempt was the budget version, which actually, hey, for I think I don't know, around two hundred dollars or so was the total budget on that. Uh, not bad. Yeah. No, it was good. Yeah. Uh, I just, I bought a, I bought a vintage cr- cricket sweater on eBay, which I remember the night I got it. It was a cold night, and Terry, my girlfriend, had to wear it. Because she had forgotten to pack a jacket, so that was very strange seeing her wear this this uh, English cr- cricket sweater <laughs> in the middle of this uh, random party that no one had any idea of the significance of it. But uh, I, I got that. Um, I bought a shirt uh, from another fan online, a uh, really nice guy by the name of David, and uh, the pants. Of course, I painted some some Dockers. That's right. Fabric That's right. Painted. You yep. painted them. Had to paint the stripes, and it still wasn't quite right because it was basically brown and white. It should have been you know red and a little green in there and stuff. But anyway, and. Uh, yeah, you used your shoes, and uh, oh, and that great website I found, that really clever guy who did, um, gave me the idea to take a lab coat, dye it beige, and then um, I had a seamstress help me add some red bias tape piping, and we, we tweaked it as much as we could to make it look like that coat. It looks okay for what it is, but of course, you can only get it so close from a lab coat, and uh, I think that was... 
I mean, that's the major parts of that costume. And the celery was just some fake celery I got online. So. And listen, anybody who tries ripping you on any Davison sweater, we need to remember that. Remember for Dimensions in Time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sweater. They, do, the Doctor Who production crew couldn't <laughs> even make the same sweater, either of them. <laughs> and they put this goofy one in. It's like, that's not the Doctor's sweater. What is yeah. this? Had the wrong stripes. I remember that. And even, uh, even the hat had been, um, it wasn't quite the right hat. Remember it? Uh, the hat yes. had that ridge, and yes. his had the pinch. Right. I, I've heard that actually it was the same hat. It had been rebashed, and I'm like, either way, it's wrong. Like, why? <laughs> why did they do that? You know? And why can't you? You know, they're kind of a well-known entity. You would think they could afford to get the stuff together to try to make this. Well, it was for charity, and, and it was a lot of people donating stuff for free, so I'm sure it wasn't exactly you know rolling in money situation, but you'd expect that they would keep better care of their props, but you know, sometimes... But that was the only thing wrong with Dimensions in Time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was... <laughs> Tip-top. Tip-top. <laughs> Charity, indeed. <laughs> so, uh, so you you wore that version of the costume. I remember uh, uh, that was uh, Comic Con of Seven, uh, San Diego. And uh, what what was your experience like? You know, wearing the Fifth Doctor at those conventions. Well, that was the okay. So that's the the first one you did, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, it was hot. San Diego was hot, and I'm the idiot wearing a shirt, a sweater, and a jacket. But I, well, one of them, because I'm sure everybody in the crew crew was wearing something like something, that. Something, right? yeah, layers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was fun. It was it was fun to to be the fifth doctor as much as uh, as much as I could, and you know, we got the whole bunch of us together. And when when you get the bunch of us together at Comic Con, you know, you know very well you you can't walk ten feet. You know, we stand there and people, oh, can I get your picture, which is great. It's yes. great. It's yes. fun. Power in the group. Very very fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a blast, and and even even better when when you updated the costume to what it is now. I mean, it's just awesome. I, I am pretty darn happy with the costume as it is now. Uh, the the short of it, folks, I, I'll post the breakdown <laughs> of the Fifth Doctor costume as well. Uh, but the short of it is, uh, I eventually upgraded the sweater to one of the ones that I organize on these group runs. Which thank you, uh, Kevin, for staying on board the current one. Um, and, uh, so they're, you know, pretty darn accurate on the, um, the striping on the, the piping and so on. And we've done the season 21 and we do a ton of the season 19. And, uh, so we got one of those. I had it tailored in a little bit so it didn't fit as baggy because these natural sweaters are, they're meant to be cricket sweaters, they're meant to be comfortable and play cricket in. Um, so, uh, we did that and, uh, I eventually had a shirt, uh, customized and, uh, embroidered at a company here in Burbank called Mr. Stitch, uh, thanks to Kingfish online who came up with the graphics for all the different question marks hmm. that Davison wears. So I picked my favorite uh, from season 19, my favorite costume for Davison and, uh, had that done. Um, I know you can, you can get that shirt through like Magnolia and stuff now, but, uh, and, uh, there's other group runs for that. So I'll post a link to that as well. And then uh, the trousers uh, were, well, the fabric was redone as a graphic by uh, Steve Ricks, and it was done through Spoonflower. Again, Spoonflower, godsend for recreating these fabrics. And he uh, he hand-tailored them for me. Uh, we worked out a deal, and he also made my awesome new Fifth Doctor frock coat, um, which is really, really, really awesome. And I remember we spent uh, months searching out the right shade of beige fabric for that, uh, Scott was a big help. There was, is it too green? Is it too red? Is it too yellow? And, oh, ah, and then we decided on a beige finally, and then they had sold out of it and it was really expensive. And I, so in a way I was like, oh, thank God I didn't have to spend that much money. And we luckily found a, a substitute and that all came together. And, uh, I think I even traded up the celery. I added the wig for myself. I know you're not always big on the wig, Kevin. <laughs> Are we going to talk about this year later? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about this year. And, uh, um, I, I think that's the, the long, oh, and then I, I got a very cool pair of Adidas, uh, High, uh, Addy High tennis shoes. Made of leather. Made of leather, uh, which are nice and kind of retro. They were specifically designed to be retro. Nice. Um, And they're similar-esque to the old uh, (coughs) Zeds that Davison wore, which are specialty cricket shoes, which apparently were uh, certainly not easy to get back in 1982 and are near impossible to find now. Um, uh, so keep searching eBay, folks. I know I do. You know, so you brought up that, that second run of Davidson sweaters, the, the later, what season was that? Season 21. Season 21. And uh, listen to all you who are thinking, 
Oh, that's too much money. I, I don't think I can do this run anymore. I got laid off <laughs> three weeks ago, and I am absolutely still putting in, what is it, 130, whatever. For, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. I am excited to get it. And if I, little broke Kev Kittredge, am doing it, so should you. I'm excited. You know, there's something about that sweater that makes him look more badass. The, that particular sweater? Yeah. Okay, you like, like the, the extra trim? Well, and it's like, this is what goes on in my head. I see the younger one where it's maybe it's more colors. It's like, hey, I'm the doctor. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. Look at all these colors I got. But with this one, it's, listen, I got two colors and I got work to do, okay? <laughs> I don't have time for all these extra colors. I am the doctor. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I know that um, uh, uh, aside from the group run, a standard cricket sweater in a, in a red trim will do most people, and luckily they're fairly available with a bit of eBay searching. Um, uh, again, I'll post in the breakdown. There's a lot of different options out there for people doing the Fifth Doctor, low end and high end. There's a lot of p places making the coat now. Um, again, at varying levels of price points. So uh, do check it out if anyone's interested in pursuing the Davison uh, costume. And uh, feel free to write me if anybody has questions, and I'll be glad to offer advice and so forth and, you know, offer offer fan support and, uh, and encouragement. So let, let's talk a little about the, the wig, because I know you, you don't ever like wearing wigs, Kevin. Man, I just hate them. I just hate wearing wigs. I, I don't know... I don't know if a wig to me says trying too hard or if it's just the outright uncomfortableness of it. They, and I they can be hot. I mean, I, f I feel super, super fake. And it's less, like if I'm wearing the yellow, the, the blonde wig as the fifth doctor, it's less, hey, I'm Kevin and I'm going to be the fifth doctor today. It's more, I'm not the fifth doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly how to put that. But this year, uh, I... I really made a tragic mistake <laughs> because I have lovely brunette hair with maybe uh, with with a healthy chunk of gray grown in, but uh, but this year I was like I'm going to be the best fifth doctor I can be at Comic Con, and I'm not doing a wig. I'm going to dye my hair blonde, and it's going to be awesome. So I went to Comic Con, and um, the first day I I was the Macho Man Randy Savage, and then the next day I I was just myself. And later that night, on Friday night, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to a place and get it professionally dyed. I'm going to have blonde hair like the Fifth Doctor. And I went to this place, and the gal didn't speak a whole lot of English, but uh -oh. I, picked, I picked out a color. First of all, I had my beard as Randy Savage, and uh, I thought, I'll get one of those straight-edge shaves. It's going to be great. People always talk about how nice a good shave is mm -hmm. from straight-edge. And I don't know if she'd never done a straight-edge shave before, but it hurts so very bad. <laughs> it hurts so bad. And I didn't get any of those hot towels that you see when people get those. So it really, really hurt. And then we picked a color and... Went it, to town. Went to town, <laughs> absolutely. And it came out more strawberry blonde almost. And I was like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> and so since then... I I, th I figured I'll just I'll just dye it back. So I picked a color and it's not very good. And then I dyed it again professionally and it was pretty much black. Just in time for my 20 year high school reunion this past Saturday, <laughs> I was really happy about. Uh, I was able to wash it out, so it was kind of sorta back to brown. But I felt really stupid, and now it's kind of on its way back to brown. Kind of that blonde is still kind of sorting through. So sorting through. So I mean, uh, I, I I guess I'll tell you now that if I'm the fifth doctor next year, it's just going to be whatever color Kev's hair is naturally, and I apologize. But well, the not doing a wig, and I'm not dying it. I'm just going to have my hair. I, I've done the wig. I, I do like having the wig. I, I think having blonde hair is part and parcel of the fifth doctor. Although I, uh, I know, I feel the pain a bit because I know I don't make a good blonde, and uh, that that uh, yeah. So that's why I, I, I actually do like the fifth doctor and all, and I actually really liked wearing that costume in 2010 uh, for um, Time Quest. But uh, yeah, that, I'll, I, I'm gonna rethink that a little bit too. It'll have to be like oh, maybe I can do something with makeup to help my skin tone balance out or something. But um, actually, the other trick. And we forgot about this point. The other trick is just wear the hat. Yeah, but I hate the hat, too. <laughs> yeah, but I know you at least, you're more willing to wear the hat than you are the wig. I am more willing to wear the hat than the wig. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, but 
And I know he doesn't always wear the hat. And for those interested, it's same style as McCoy, except the brim is turned down. The Optimo Colonial hat you can get him on eBay in various places. And, and one of those, one of the one of his poses is him with a hat yes. in front of his chest. Very famous pose. Yes. So that's a good. Yeah. So you can do that. You can rock that pose a lot. Yeah, but when yeah. I rock that pose, my hair is still gonna be like my. my yeah. Hair. No, that's a good point. It's either that's the problem with with being the fifth doctor. He's, I think he's got essentially two poses. He's got the the hat on his chest and hands in pockets. Is there anything else? Uh, beyond like running right. <laughs> and looking exasperated. Uh, <laughs> no, those, those I can work on the exa- exasperated yeah. for sure. Yeah. I got to I got to get some uh, some new half moon specs. I was never happy with the specs I had before. Um, so that you can break them out once in a while and go interesting, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and as a side note, the uh, for the hat, the hat band uh, actually there's a again Spoonflower. There's a fantastic recreation of that uh, that uh, Steve Ricks whipped up, and he actually um, has made hat bands. And so I recommend everyone go to Fifth Doctor Blogspot. Uh, I'm sorry, Fifth Doctor Costume Blogspot.com. I'll post the link and uh, and check it out. Otherwise, any good basic red or red paisley uh, fabric will do you there. But uh, which is what I did for the first hat, as I recall. I found a, a little tiny paisley red fabric at uh, mm. Joann's and just used that stuff again. Good old good old Joann's and Michaels, they rock. Um, now, when you wore the upgraded Fifth Doctor costume, and you know, when now we're getting into Gallifrey and and uh, the later Comic Cons, I mean, did you notice? Uh, any other difference in, especially when you were alone and you weren't in the group, when uh, people would kind of clock you and go, "Hey, it's five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just per- I, as far as I'm concerned, it's perfect. I think it's just awesome, and it, and I loved wearing it. I loved wearing it, and I loved, you know, for that time, you know, even though it wasn't perfectly what the color of my hair should be. I was as much the fifth doctor then as I ever will be, I think. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. And I remember, oh, Bob, I felt so bad because uh, through a wacky set of circumstances, I was able to meet Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. And I was hoping that this would, it, it definitely was not a firm event. And so I was, I was really hoping. So I was like an hour before I was in the hotel room and I was putting the costume on and I was getting everything together. And I reach into my jacket, that, your jacket, and I reach into the jacket and I pull out the celery, and the celery broke in half. <laughs> and I was like, I was terrified on so many levels. First of all, I didn't want to disappoint you. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm supposed to run in and meet Matt Smith and, you know, I don't want him to say, where's the celery? <laughs> so I was like, okay, so it's really hot. It's July in San Diego. So I put the rest of the costume on and I run outside to try to find a CVS or some sort of department store where I can at least get some tape, hopefully something not noticeable. And it's very, very hot and humid this year at Comic-Con, by the way, folks. For those not attending, very, very hot running around outside in any kind of costume. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. So I'm running and I didn't even know how many Doctor Who meetups there were around this year, but there were a number even off campus, like blocks away from, from the yeah. con. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was running <laughs> as the fifth doctor does. Uh-huh. And, uh, suddenly these people start, woo, yeah. And they're, I'm, I am a hero somehow. <laughs> and across the street, there's like probably 50 to 75 fans sitting down waiting in line for some meetup that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of wave at them. And I'm like, what's going on here? And they're like, Doctor Who meetup. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll be back with a proper stick of celery. <laughs> and, and so I ran and I finally found a spot and I wanted to run right back to the hotel so I could meet Matt. But I was like, oh, I just told these guys that I'd be back. So I went back and got some pictures and uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. But, um, and then I finally, uh, I, I got back to the hotel and I was meeting up with my friends and my other friend wasn't quite coming. The friend who was going to get us backstage and we were kind of freaked out. You were mopping the sweat off your brow. I totally was. Yes. And, um, it was five minutes. Uh, a friend of a friend of mine was on the fan favorites panel on the TV guide panel. And she was, she, I had met her on the 4th of July and I was like, you're going to be on that panel? Matt Smith could be on that panel, and I'd known this gal for twenty minutes. And I, I got my, I stuck my finger in her, my in her face, and I said, "You're gonna help me meet Matt Smith." She's like, <laughs> "I'll do what I can," and <laughs> and she totally came through. She's a, she was really, really sweet. And so sure enough, she and uh, her friends walk us through, and I'm, I'm backstage at the, I'm in the green room at the TV Guide 
fan favorite section. And I, Matt Smith is over there in the corner. Joel McHale is there. Nathan Fillion's there. And uh, I was like, holy cow, here we go. Here you go. And uh, I went right up to Matt. Well, I went uh, a little bit to the side of Matt because he was talking to a friend and I didn't want to sure. interrupt. But uh, his friend, actually, they both kind of turned and looked and they started smiling. And his friend was like, wow, that is really good. And I was like, well, thanks. Cool. And Matt was, and Matt waved me over. I was like, oh, man, we should get a picture together. Nice. And uh, he was he was awesome. He was really nice. I, I told him he was doing a great job and, and he thanked me and... The panel started really soon after that, so it was it was great, great timing. It was it, awesome. It's a, it's a great picture. I'll um, I'll, I'll repost it that, that as well. And uh, I'm glad you got to meet him since you weren't there the previous year. Yeah, I was that. really I was for some reason I like I like I mentioned before. There are times there are events that I should go to, but I'm just like oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just stay home. And then you guys went and all of you got your picture with Matt Smith, which he showed on the Graham Norton show on his cell phone to everybody, and I was like. Well, I'm very happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but I should have been wearing that fifth doctor. <laughs> I am a fool. I am a fool. And that's so funny, Kevin, because uh, uh, as, as awesome as that moment was, uh, you know, uh, unlike the first two years we did that group, I had stopped doing the full group of doctors at Comic-Con. It's so hard and unwieldy yeah. to get 10 or 11 people together for a decent stretch of time to do that. But I knew Smith was there, and I'm like, oh, it's Karen Gillan, it's Matt Smith. Uh, we'll see if we can get to him and, and get a photo. And I remember I scrambled with everybody I knew going, because this is half the problem, too. Not everybody goes every year, because it gets harder and harder to get in, as you well know. And sometimes people are jerks who just stay home and do nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and uh, and sometimes people are busy doing other cosplay and so on. So uh, it, it comes in handy when you have all the costumes, so I can go, okay, you wear this, yeah. and uh, and basically, uh, and then a few people I knew who already had a costume, like uh, Miriam's Pertwee. So that spared me having to carry down another costume and so on. So I, I, I'm wrangling all these people very last minute, like the week before, and of course, who's the doctor? I couldn't find anyone to wear, or no one could absolutely commit to the fifth. Fifth Doctor. And, uh, well, you found some dude, right? No, I did. I, I, for a little while there, my, my friend uh, Carl was going to wear it, but then he left early because uh, he wasn't having a good time. He was going through a rough patch, and I don't blame him. And uh, it was literally like the day before, and we still didn't have a firm five. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And finally, my friend Amy came through, you know, our, our mutual friend Amy, and her boyfriend Jonathan was game to put it on. Oh, that's who that was? Yes. Oh, great. So, you know, and I remember he showed up. That was when I first met him. He's like, hey. So it's a, a bit of a trial by fire meeting with somebody. And I said, here's the fifth doctor, and here's how you put it on, and da da da. <laughs> I have to finish putting on my heart nail wig, and I gotta go, you know? So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, it was very good. And, of course, for all that effort, as awesome as that photo is, uh, uh, Scott missed the boat and uh, and wasn't able to be there as the fourth doctor. Yeah, I wonder what happened. What ha Oh, you didn't know? Oh, well, basically... Uh, Did it, he literally miss a boat? He, <laughs> he didn't miss a boat. Oh, okay. Uh, he missed his wife. What happened is his wife, Vicky, was doing Novice Hain, that fab fabulous right. Novice Hain. And the makeup takes so long, she ran late to the meetup. I see. And uh, so when we all had to shift from the sales pavilion to the balcony... Uh, because security couldn't have a standing in the sales pavilion, of course. You know, God forbid. Uh, she she didn't know we moved, and she looked around and ended up wandering the first floor. And they're trying to text at each other, but they're texting in very quick, you know, text code, and she's not fully understanding him. <laughs> and finally, you know, he's like, I, "I better go get her." And I'm like, "Okay," but we're going over here to the autograph area. Where we're going to try to get our moment with Matt. Try to be quick. He's like, "I know." And when we got there, it was, you know, as CJ and uh, Blake had said at that moment, it was do or die. And yeah. I know, I'm convinced if we had waited, uh, and I'm sorry, Scott, if we had waited, I know it would have passed. I know we would have missed the moment. So I'm glad we still did it. It just sucks that, you know, four is my favorite. I normally do four. And four is not technically in the photo. Now, we we fixed it with Photoshop, but that's not the photo most people Ironically, uh, Vicky later got her, she ran into Matt Smith. That was actually one -on -one. the day before. That was the day before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Vicky didn't have that much to complain about. But Scott <laughs> Scott was kind of like, oh, you know, I mean, he's he understands. He, you know, he, he did the right thing. But he's still a little like, oh, I wasn't there. <laughs> you know? and, uh, but as I say, I, I was insistent about the Photoshop. Because I'm like, we need, we need four in there. And sure enough, amongst all the comments it usually gets among, that's awesome, that's great, or what a great tenant, or hey, it's Matt Smith, and blah, blah, blah. It's always, where's four? Where's the fourth doctor? <laughs> This 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 photo is uh, is lame for not having a scarf or something like that. Now I don't know if you have this in your notes, but we mm -hmm. got to talk about Craig Ferguson. 
We do. Let's talk Craig Ferguson because that's a great story. So I uh, I don't even know how I found out. I found out that Matt Smith was going to be on the Craig Ferguson show. So I tried to get a couple of audience tickets. And sure enough, I got online and I got it quick enough. I was like, great, I got two tickets. And I knew I had to take you. We had to go. And uh, so that was the thing is we knew that Craig was a huge Doctor Who fan. So we were like, we should go in costume. What should we well, be? No, no, no. You said this. I was happy to not go in costume. You talked me into this. But amazingly, for once again, Kevin Kittredge being the enabler. Well, we had well, we had to. We just had to. Okay. And so you were, you were going to be four. And, and I was like, I was waffling between five and 11. Five, right. obviously, as we've discussed, is my favorite Doctor. Right. But you had that amazing 11th Doctor costume. And Matt Smith is the 11th Doctor, so it kind of made sense. My only problem was my hair was very, very short at the mm-hmm, time. Right. So I was like, well, you know what? He's going to have to have short hair. So, yeah, because we knew Matt, we knew Craig is a big Doctor Who fan. So just to be safe, because I know that in these audience things, a lot of times they have, a, they have a dress code and all that. But I was sure that this would be the time. Craig loves Doctor Who. Come in costume, I'm thinking to myself. Mm-hmm. So I emailed just to be safe, and they were like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you probably shouldn't come in costume. And so I emailed back again. I was like, are you sure? Because Craig's a big fan of Doctor Who, and I think he think it would be fun. And they emailed back, and they said, oh, sorry. They just told us no costumes. So we're like, screw it, man. We're doing it anyway. <laughs> so we show up, and uh, we get in line, and we're like second, like two people behind us were the last people to get through. Right? Yeah, we just made it in. We just made it in. And I remember waiting in that line while you went to get something to eat, and all the people around me were like, wow, that's great Doctor Who costume. They were all, you know. They, you we know, were the only ones in costume. People were wearing fezzes. Some fezzes, right. That's it. And some, bo- I think a couple of bow ties. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, a couple of bow ties. Mm-hmm. So we get through the line, and then uh, we're towards the end of the line, and some guy comes up to us, and he pulls us aside and says, hey, listen. <laughs> We're really glad that you're excited to be here and uh, excited to be a fan of Doctor Who. Um, we are, we, we do love Doctor Who as well, but we are the Craig Ferguson show and we want to make sure that people know that the people are here for Craig, that they're fans of Craig. Uh-huh. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we love Craig. Yeah. yeah. I'd never seen the show before, but I do truly like, I mean, hey, he's a great guy. He's I, very funny. Yeah. I, hey, man, I like Craig Ferguson a lot too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're like, oh, yeah, we love Craig. He's great. And they're like, yeah, so uh, so we probably kind of toned the costumes down a little bit. Did, what did they tell you not to wear? They told me just to take off the scarf. Because if you take off the scarf, I just look a bit retro, you know. And, and the hair luckily passes because, uh, as a side note... Um, I remember going and changing uh, where you were just laid off from at, you know, at Encore. Encore yeah. And uh, a bunch of people there who remember me from <laughs> our days at Riot. I remember, uh, uh, like, I think Lori. Was, yeah, Lori and Keith even said, Oh, it's so great you're growing your hair out. <laughs> when, I, when I'm wearing my Tom Baker wig. And I, I just roll it. I'm like, Yeah, thanks, you know. <laughs> and we got Ernst to take our picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's it's on the blog. I'll post the. I did a whole blog about this, so I'll post it to give the full full story. But yeah, um, so I remember they asked me to take off the scarf, and they asked you to take off the bow tie. The bow tie. I know. Come on. I know. So I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, we'll totally take the bow. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. take these off. So we got through line, and we sat down, and we're like, okay, we're putting this stuff back on. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we put it back on, and uh, we we. We pretty much, I, I remember I definitely played it up because when Matt came out, you know, everybody, of course, stands and applauds. And I'm like, well, I'm straight up just going to be the last person to sit down. I just decided <laughs> I want Matt to see me. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, everybody stands up, applauds, everybody stands down and I sit down. By the way, this is a very small studio uh, they shoot this in. So it was very easy for him to clock anybody that was in a, a decent costume, I have to say. Yeah, so uh, so Craig brings up to, to Matt, you know, crazy fans. And, and, and Matt says, you know, there's someone out there who's, who's dressed like me. You look very smart. And, and uh, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, you pointed at me. That's awesome. And then uh, so the show goes great. It was really fun. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the show, they're like, oh, hey, we got everything. Oh, we need one more, one more shot. One more shot. And... Uh, and they, oh, they say, who's the guy dressed in costume again? And they point at me, and the, and the guy says, you're going to be on TV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's great. So so they just do an insert shot of me. And I'm like, when Matt actually pointed me out, I saluted him. I remember that. And uh, for the recreation afterwards, uh, I thought, okay, I'm just going to sit here and not be a dork, which turned out to be <laughs> the dorkiest thing I could have done. Right. Because I just sat there looking like a dork. Yeah. But I should have, 
you know, saluted him. But it was really cool. And then so we and they got both of us in the shot, yes. which I was really happy yes, about. Yes, they got me in the shot with you. And and actually it's funny because at first I thought they just had it on you and I thought, oh wait a minute, um, you know, we're not in standard def anymore, we're in high def with yeah. a widescreen TV. I'm probably in the shot. Sure enough I am. So uh, at the end of that shot, I was trying to look just kinda like I'm not in the shot, I'm not in the shot. At the very end I gave you like a little arm bump or something as Dr. Solidarity. And yeah. sure enough, that's the bit they use. Yeah. And uh, Rick made fun of me about that, I remember. Oh, um, well, that's Rick for you. That is Rick for you. But I, I remember they, they gave us like a free set of the uh, <laughs> the DVDs, which was very cool. And uh, Oh, yeah. And then as we walked out, the guy who told us to take the stuff off was like, hey, thanks for thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like, that. Whatever, man. The only other part I that stands out to me about that, aside from the fact that Craig did that awesome uh, uh, musical bit, for Doctor Who, right. they, they forced him to cut Timber. I mean, it's eventually music aired, rights, yeah. but it, it didn't air at that time, and he was so mad about that. You could tell he was really mad. That yeah. wasn't comedy. Yeah. And uh, so there was that. Uh, but yes, you can go to YouTube and see that now, folks. It's very funny. Uh, but I remember that at the um, beginning... Uh, it was, wasn't it kind of around Halloween or a week or two before Halloween? He was throwing out some candy, I remember. And I seem to definitely remember that he, I, this is my memory of it. Maybe he just was throwing candy and it is what it is. But I seem to recall that he clocks me in the scarf and he deliberately throws a candy right and it nails me right in the <laughs> chest. And I'm like, hey, and I'm like, maybe he was trying to say, here's a candy for the doctor. Like, you know? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so that was the other little, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, and of course, Ferguson's been great to have uh, Kingston and Karen Gillan and Matt on again. And uh, I think after that that one experience, we haven't, I mean, I haven't been back to see the taping of you. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I've, I keep very few emails, but I have kept the one from the guy who said, sorry, you can't do it. Nice. Oh, that, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. that Me too. Was, that was a good night. Um, so uh, you, we've talked about a lot of cool stories. Do you have any other favorite or standout best moments wearing uh, this costume or any costume for that matter? Gosh, I mean, it's kind of hard to top the. It is hard to top these. That, that's why I asked. <laughs> this one to be honest, the these, these qualify. I, I, but I asked us to ask in case there's anything else. I will say this is on a non-Who related note. But uh, I was going to be, last year for Halloween, I was going to be a, a Ghostbuster. I was like... I was 37 last year. I was like, I'm 37. I've always wanted a straight up real Ghostbusters costume. I'm going to be a Ghostbuster. And then in July, Randy Macho Man Savage died. I've been a huge wrestling fan. And I was like, well, that does it. I got to be savage. So my girlfriend made um, uh, an amazing robe. And uh, I kind of hobbled together. I got some costume boots. I got uh, ordered. This was my excuse to order the WWF championship belt, the winged, <laughs> the winged eagle belt. Nice. 300 bucks. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. But um, we went to a friend's wedding in Chicago, and it was a Halloween wedding. And so, uh, so I, I wore that, and it was a lot, a lot of fun to be the macho man and to grow out the beard and, oh, yeah, dig it. <laughs> put all of it forth uh, so that was a lot of fun and I was like I said I was that at Comic Con as well and I went to the wrestling stuff beforehand and the wrestlers uh, kind of jerks <laughs> <laughs> they see the 38 year old man in costume and they go hey there's a 30 year old 38 year old man in costume mm-hmm. and uh, they poke, poke fun I was really hoping my uh, CM Punk would like it but he uh, he poked fun he poked fun but Matt Smith loved the fifth doctor costume do you have any mishap or funny embarrassing stories that happen to you in a while in costume um well there was that uh i can be more specific with my sam punk story i uh i was waiting in line to get the autograph done and i i'm a i'm a i'm a bit of a pale gentleman so i had put on some bronzer as to not just completely you know make uh, the Macho Man look like a pale face. The Minnesota Curse. The Minnesota Curse. So uh, Seamus, the world heavyweight champion, is the first person in line, and he's Irish. He goes, are you wearing bronzer? I was like, uh, yes, yes, I am. I would be very, very pale. And this is, I'm saying this to Seamus, who is comically white. And then he, he goes to Punk, CM Punk, he goes, hey, Punk, this one's wearing bronzer. And uh, so I come, I come up to CM Punk, and, and, and Punk goes, are you the Macho Man or are you a gypsy? Because, <laughs> you know, because the robe kind of hangs. I'm not a developed guy, and yeah. it's kind of hanging on me. And I, and I just, as feebly as I possibly could have said, I said, 
I'm the macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> and he went, oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was, it was terrible. I was trying to, I do a little CM Punk is not impressed thing where I, where I take his face. He, he made a funny face where he's unimpressed and I Photoshop it and do a bunch of things. And I asked him about it. I said, it'd be great if I get a picture of you, not Photoshop, but in real life, not impressed with my costume. And he was like, sure. And then uh, I was getting ready to take the picture, and the lady was the lady in charge of the line was like, "We need to get this line moving." And I was like, "I kind of need this picture. It's the only reason I'm wearing pink shorts right now." He's <laughs> like, "We gotta get this moving." And Punk was like, "Sorry, pal." And that was it. So it's just extreme disappointment. Extremely disappointed. As Kevin Klein says, disappointed. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, now you you have a background in improv and acting. Uh, how important do you feel it is to go beyond the costume and actually try to portray a character when you're doing it? Well, it depends on who's who you're, who you're with, who you're doing it for. I think, um, you know, we get used to it because at the conventions we're in it, you know, 12 hours we're in this costume. Yeah. It's like how I, I guess it, if there's a new fresh, if, if someone comes up and says, oh, my God, that's the fifth doctor. Right. Yes, I'll say, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. <laughs> But, uh, you know, if I'm, if we're just sitting around, I'm like, I'm hungry. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that picture of us uh, in the green room uh, says volumes where you tried to put on the wig and oh. you have the most disgusted look on your face. You're like, oh, like a kid in church clothes. Um, uh, I really liked uh, a couple of years ago with that first five costume when I was five and Justin was three. Yeah. And you were, were you still four? Yeah. And we were we got Bob Robert Sherman That's to take right. our picture of us sitting bored. We were sitting together as as, as, as three doctors sitting bored. Yeah, and yeah. uh, no no shame at all in asking Rob. Sherman. I couldn't believe it. We're like, wow. We should. I was like, we should get someone to take our picture. And Robert Sherman walks by, and Bob's like, excuse me, Mr. Sherman. I'm like, what the hell? Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he was so nice in an autograph line, he, and I just thought, well, you know what? We're three doctors. It'll only take you know ten seconds. And he was really nice. Yes, he was super he nice. He totally did it. Totally and did then it. there was. Uh, uh, maybe the year before that, maybe 2007, I think, or maybe, no, it must have been 2008, when um, we had we had 10 of us doctors there, when you were filming your K-Doc thing. Oh, K-T-E-H, yeah. Or K-E-T-E-H, okay. And um, we did that, we had, I was like, wow, we got 10 doctors, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. So I got us all sitting there, oh, yeah. the girl from Ipanema. That yeah, was that was a cute little video. That was, that was like, just something to do. I wonder, I keep wondering who that 10 was we wrangled, because it wasn't Kevin. It was Kevin. just some dude. Another, another random 10. Kevin Although, was doing his bit at the time, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it goes to show you how easy it is to, to find a, a 10 or 11th Dr. Costa totally. at, uh, at Gallifrey. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, fun fun stuff indeed, and, and doing the skits and everything. It's uh, it's been It's been great. What would you say is your number one tip to anyone starting out in costuming? Um, Bob Mitch's email is Bob. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've never made a, I've never hid the fact that you are the source of dang near everything I wear, and I'm very proud to wear Bob Mitch. Uh, apparel, as I'll call it. Uh, I, I actually, when we go to the Doctor Who conventions, I call I call us the, the Bob Mitch players. Nice. I, and, uh, and nice. I, I think it's starting to catch on too. I think we should officially call ourselves the Bob Mitch players. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't like grabbing that kind of ego. I think for uh, screw that. I it's not. I don't think it's much of an. We are the Bob. We are. The Bob Mitch cosplayers. Well, I, you know that for uh, the Just Cause people, when we did that skit, um, I called us the honorary doctors, which is just a step away from that. But maybe you're right; it has it has a ring. I'll think but, about um, it. I'll think about it. I, I will say, and I and I I do I do I, I whenever generally when people say, "Oh, it's a great costume. How'd you do it?" Uh, I I say, "Oh, it's my friend Bob Mitch put it together." Uh, but sometimes. You know, because the the costumes are really good, and sometimes I just get tired of saying it's Bob Mitch, and I and they and people come up and say, "Hey, it's a great costume," and I and sometimes I'll say, "Thanks, it's a lot of work." Awesome. I'll just take it. I just like I got I got I gotta get I gotta get from point A to point B. It's a lot of work. I I, I actually do understand that. Uh, but but your so your basic tip is uh, find someone who knows what they're doing and then claim credit. Is <laughs> well, my saying? I don't I don't want to claim the credit. It's just easier sometimes. I know I know. I'm just giving you I'm giving you a hard time. I know. But uh, uh, no, I mean I I just love it and uh, I love to be the fifth doctor and I I think. I don't think I would fit into the Seventh Doctor stuff, and I'm too tall for the Seventh Doctor. But I, I always liked 
how you put together the Seventh Doctor costume. I, I kind of wished one day I'd be able to wear it, but it doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, it's uh, he's another favorite of mine, but uh, especially since you know I made my <laughs> eighth rate version in I, as a as a fifteen year old or I, whatever I was. I, I should dig out my uh, my my old. Um, I mean, I doubt I still have it, but I mean, a photo of uh, the one I did in ninety four. I was sixteen or seventeen, <laughs> and uh, did I ever tell you this that for my English class in uh, that year, I did a Doctor Who presentation. No. Um, we, we had to do these oral reports on uh, various subjects we got assigned and that particular one I had to do was on pop art and I'd already done one in the style of Red Dwarf where I did Holly and I'm talking to myself through the screen and everything and uh, <laughs> I mean I didn't deliberately say it was Red Dwarf but it was totally I was totally doing Red Dwarf but for this one I did Doctor Who and I did the seventh Doctor with that costume I did a little plot where the gods of Ragnarok from the greatest show in the galaxy are wiping out pop art and history <laughs> and I've got to stop them and, uh, and Bernie from the new adventures was with me and stuff and uh you know what's funny is um people actually really liked it my parents were terrified saying you, you can't do this <laughs> this is too weird you can't do this and they made me put together a two-minute primer on doctor who before i did the report so that people would get a quick glimpse of this is called the tardis he's called the doctor he stops bad guys i mean i really dumbed it down it, i didn't get into he has two hearts he's from gallifrey i didn't do any of that so it uh, so that actually was a, a school related cosplay i guess i did it was really fun and i look back going wow i can't believe i did that that's great during that period especially <laughs> nowadays you might get away with it because everybody likes doctor who but back then oh my gosh now as now as i've i think i've made it pretty clear i was absolutely a nerd all the way probably to like 11th or 12th grade by 11th or 12th grade i was i was accepted before that, I was straight up a nerd. Yep. Pushed around every flipping day. Some of the girls were nice to me. I never really had a date. Where did you fit in? Were you a nerd, or were you were you uh, kind of on the on the outskirts? Like obviously not not a jock, not uh, not a not a prep. Ah, uh, that's a fair point. Because um, my friend Bob Peterson, yeah was a nerd by association because sure. he hung out with me all the time. Sure, sure. But without me, he's, he had people come up to him in high school and in middle school and say, why do you hang out with Kevin? He's a nerd. Uh, You're a pretty cool guy. Uh, and Bob, Bob would say, Kevin's a great guy. Yeah, as he should. Um, that's, that's weird. It's, it's, it's strange looking back and trying to put on the, uh, the distant glasses and take yourself out of the situation and go, how, how was I perceived? And, uh, and what did people say? Uh, you know, I would say definitely I fit the nerd category, uh, late middle school, junior high, you know, uh, you know, pudgy glasses. I, I wore the comic book t-shirts and, and, and all that. Um, I, I would occasionally read a comic book, you know, God forbid you read a comic book mm. in school. And, uh, but I know as it got later in, in high school, um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I was kind of nerdy, but I wasn't the total Poindexter nerd at that point. And I, you know, I hung out with guys, and we all liked, you know, Star Trek and, and Doctor Who and stuff. But I, I got the impression uh, later in high school, I was just seen more as, yeah, kind of outskirts, kind of mm. just doing my own thing. You know, uh, that's that's the best way I can kind of think of it and remember it. So yes and no is uh, the short answer to that. Mm. But yeah, no, no. But you know, I mean, look, uh, I do remember uh, distinctly. There was a point at which I realized. I'm going to have to hide the fact I like this science fiction stuff to get a date, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had to learn to downplay that. You were smart. Yeah. I never hit it. Yeah. You never had a date <laughs> Well, college. Well, hey, look, I mean, uh, yeah, just, just because I tried to hide it doesn't mean I was always successful. Um, and when you are like that, it doesn't give you the socialization skills right away. It's, it takes time. You have to. It's beyond liking that stuff. You understand this. There's that shyness factor. Right. You got to get over. That's there. You go. Well, to any youngsters listening to this now, any any of the eighth grade, ninth graders, I, like I said, I just had my twenty year reunion, and I actually emceed the thing, and everybody there, and you know, small town, St. Michael, Minnesota, um, and I was a flipping nerd growing mm -hmm. up, but everybody was great to everybody and like uh and and many people coming up say oh kevin how are you doing it's so great to see you like everybody it was a it was a blast it was it was amazing to see how we all grew accepted of each other in the past 20 years yeah yeah no i i think i think time does that completely and we do live in the renaissance of the geek right now that's true yeah and, and again to different world in a way, it's awesome. In another way, I don't recognize it. It's like, whoa, <laughs> this is weird. Um, so uh, what would you say has been 
the most important lesson you've learned doing doing cosplay? Um, and it could be something personal. It could be a little tip or technique. It could be just, hey, make sure you can have a bathroom nearby. I don't care. I just. <laughs> I think for me, it's and I, I touched on this earlier with. I think everybody who's who's dressing up is there to have fun, mm-hmm. and uh, I try to appreciate what everybody brings to the table. And whether that whether they have shortcomings or not, I think I appreciate that everybody's trying and everybody's just having fun. I think I think we all uh, like to have fun, and that's that's not only my cosplay philosophy, but my life philosophy. We're all trying to have fun. It's a good philosophy. Uh, well, I uh, I think this is pretty much the end. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug that you're doing right now? Um. In rare form, comedy.com is my improv group. Once a month, we hit MIs in Santa Monica. Sometimes we do shows elsewhere. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Kevin Kittredge, K E V I N K I T T R I D G E. And uh, what about your blog? My blog, I don't update it all that much, but but it's uh, it's I call it Don't Panic. Huge Hitchhiker's nice. fan as well. Nice. So if you Google Don't Panic Kevin Kittredge, you'll find me. I don't update it all that much, but but. Um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter and I'll 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 send out anything new that I'm doing there. Very cool, very cool. Well, Kevin, it's been a blast having you on. We could talk forever about this stuff. This is ridiculous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can't wait for the next Gallifrey where we'll be rocking out the doctors again. Yes. And uh, to all the listeners, we'll be back next week with more costume shop talk at Costume Station Zero.